Welcome, one and all. You have just discovered the Tom and Topher podcast experiment. First word in entertainment, tame it, tame it. We explore the mysteries of the universe, our minds, and much more. So come along to the edge of all that is possible. Let's go. It's been a while since I did that. I've had a lot of episodes that have aired recently or in the recent past in which we are apologizing for continuously not providing content to our loyal and loving viewers. And for that, we are sorry. But we're back. For that, we apologize. But for nothing else. We've had some uh, trials. Some trials and tribulations to go through. Many trials. Oh, boy. At least I know I have. A lot of self-improvement. Self-development, what do you want to call it? Well, first of all, it's been like a thousand degrees here, so that's one trial. We're living hot and sunny California. Yeah, Sacramento's turning into a desert. It was like 115 one of these days. Yeah. About a week ago. Scorched earth. I have a friend who lives in Canada right now. He's doing some some sort of work regarding film, um, and he's on set with his girlfriend Sammy Harris, who is um, uh, filming some sort of cool ass show. I can't talk much about it. I guess he can't either. But um, it was, I guess, around like a hundred and. 1,213 in Canada, and there they have no ACs anywhere, like they've never needed them, and so they had to go to a hotel for the night, and I guess a lot of people had to do that. Holy crap. All across the West Coast. Honestly don't know how far the heat wave expanded, like if it went towards the East Coast at all, but... I know, Canada, Washington, like it was like 110, 112 in Washington, something like that. I have a few friends in like Tacoma, Seattle. That's weird. That's weird. So is this a heat wave or is it global warming? What is that? Well, I saw some sort of meme that said, this is the, the hottest winter or the hottest summer you've ever experienced, but... It's going to be the coldest, you know what, let's start that over. It's the hottest summer you've ever experienced, but it's the coldest summer you ever will experience. Oh, there it's going to get worse. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> then again, that's the internet being trying to be funny. But well, we'll That's see. fun to know. It's fun to know that the earth is just going to be a desert in 20 years, yeah. like some Blade Runner shit. You have to go out in some trench coat that's made of, like, heat-resistant leather. You're in your pod. Hello, Captain. Welcome back. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who was that? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Bro, last <sighs> night, watching that Bob Marley documentary. 
Super mind blowing. Yes. Super mind blowing. Yes. And something I never ever expected was the level of influence that his music had on actual governments and stuff. How it caused like um, uprisings. Yeah. And then boom, he has cancer and dies at 35. A little sus if you ask me. Yeah. But man, that doc, what? I'm not one for conspiracy theories, but that's a little sus. Sounds like you want to talk about something. Yeah, they killed him. They killed him just like they killed John Lennon, you know? Just like they killed anyone who's ever tried to bring some good into this world. Like Martin Luther King, JFK. Sure, they weren't loyal to their wives, but they were loyal to their nation. Their people. Their people. And they were liberators. Liberators. If anything, they are liberators. But yeah, they, um, he died of like toe cancer that spread too far. Yeah, it went all over his body. And I didn't realize like how long he withstood and like tried to fight that shit like he was he was fighting it for quite a few years and went to that recovery center in germany yeah went to that one in um i forgot where it was like some sort of like arctic looking place and they have that famous quote where he's like it's so cold here and he's like yeah this is a refrigerator where they keep sick people alive (laughs) Yeah, that was like Sweden or something. Not letting them thaw out, yeah. <clears throat> but that documentary was so well made. It's on Amazon Prime if you guys want to check it out. I know a lot of people hate Amazon right now, so yeah. it's hard to even suggest things on there to people. Well, Daddy Bezos is in space, so... Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. You see those memes of people... And Jeff Bezos goes to space, and so there's a line to the bathroom because everyone take is taking a bathroom break. <laughs> the boss is the way. The boss is gone. The boss is the way, so they're all taking a bathroom break. That's good, bro. That's Amazon good. employees, they have it rough. That would suck so bad. They have it rough. That every movement is tracked. You can get fired by an app. Boom! Terminated. An app. An app. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, if you're off task or you're not moving fast enough, you are... They have a little strike system on there. Strike one. You have a little bubble that's, like, X'd out. You might get warnings and you might not. You might just find out, like, boom, fired. Messing around too much. Not for me. I mean, I still work at Starbucks, and Starbucks is starting to become a little bit... A little bit... They installed these new camera systems... And um, they are those camera systems that are full 3D. Dang. So they can see, like, every, every like, angle. It's not just reserved to, like, the camera angle that it's pointed at. Yeah. It sees everything around. Or it's not 3D. 360-degree three, view. Uh-huh. And it's one of those that's so high def that you can, like, stop and zoom in. I can't personally do this, but 
the um, a lot of people have gotten in trouble recently, and it was because they saw it on the cameras, and they're able to zoom in and see exactly what you're doing on computers and like exactly what you're doing with like shots if you're pulling shots right or like oh, wow. if you're if a customer complains about this person did this and put this many pumps and this and and they can go back and be like yeah you made that wrong if if they have to it's not that severe but Jesus Christ anything with money handling they can just you know we saw it on the cameras um, anything with like you know COVID stuff that we've been having to enforce masks and all that mm-hmm. it's been crazy it's some big brother shit yeah and this is not me talking negatively about Starbucks because I I don't do that. This is a this is a positive thing. Yeah. And I'm not scared of Starbucks in any way because they're such a great company and they've never made me sign any sort of contracts ever. Not once, not not any contracts regarding me talking negatively about the company. It's just been smooth sailing with this company lately. Mm. You sure about that? <clears throat> yes. <laughs> you have a gun to your head? <laughs> yeah, these companies are whack, bro. Why? That's why I'm trying to get away from all that stuff as quick as I can. Yeah. Speaking of that, Christopher O'Connor's come out with a new hit single uh, and he's changed his name to Star Lake bro the music is popping off and like this last single you put out was dope as fuck and also I'm not gonna deny it the art was great as well in which I did so congratulations to me yeah awesome (laughs) awesome album art thank you Good collaborate there. No, but that song was so cool. You know, if you if you want to look it up, it's called Echo by Star Lake. Took you Spotify. how many months to fucking finish that? Forever, way too long. But it's a, it's the it's it was necessary. Yeah, I'm still understanding like my process and stuff. So. Yeah. But now I'm seeing how taking that long can destroy a song. And, like, you don't want to work on it anymore because you've heard it so much. So now I'm trying to, like, look more into kind of what you were talking about with having templates and kind of having something I can just have ready to go and not spend so much time trying to formulate the song. Yeah. I can kind of get a rhythm down into like a formula basically like you know the top like 10 bases that you like to use you know the top yeah pianos that you like to use like the top 30 guitar you know all that stuff and you can just kind of dial it down easier yeah but that just comes with experience and then change it up over time so it's not always the same yeah that's the same with like really any art and like I found that in my art as far as like digital art is that, like, I resort to certain, like, brushes, certain strokes, certain colors, certain, you know, color schemes, certain things that I've found that, like, I'm really good at. But, like, 
I love to just out of nowhere just add something whack that I've never even tried before and it normally comes out so cool yeah or shit (laughs) well some of your latest stuff has been really awesome kind of reminds me of like old vinyl record covers of like 80s rock and stuff dude thank you I don't know that's like a really cool vibe to it it's been fun dude it's been mixing like pictures with like kind of street art looking stuff yeah it's a really awesome blend thank you dude I don't know. Like I said, it's such a process. Like, I feel like with anything, people just want to, you know, they want to start something, but they already want to be good at it. And so it kind of distracts them from the process. And with the stuff that we've been doing, like you can go back and listen to different podcasts, you know, in the, in the past couple of years and see our entire process of what we've done like you can even go to an episode that talks about like hey guys we're starting music so tune in you know coming soon coming soon everyone to home video and dvd (laughs) and like we were so just like unaware of the direction we were about to go in and then we would go into one direction, it would take us somewhere else. Go into, you know, that direction, it would take us somewhere else. And now you've gone from, like, we literally were making some, like, some country-sounding-ish, hosier blues, like, Which at the very beginning. Speak. Yes. And then took it to a little more, like, hip-hop, then a little more, like, Cry Boy, then a little more. Um, then me and you made that song uh, Half Empty, and that was yeah. like some whole other weird, like techno indie something. I don't know. Yeah. Techno indie pixels, something. And uh, now we're, you're in this like tame Impala realm, I feel like, like, but mixed with some EDM. Yeah, I'm trying it's to like, go like an EDM direction. It's like very calming EDM house mixed with some indie in there and like I know it's fucking wretched for you to hear me just sit here and try and tell you what you're making but no, like it's, I like it. it I agree it, with it it is dope it is definitely dope and com- our forces combined Christopher we will rule the world you and I together as one sword fighting <laughs> <laughs> Pissing our pants. Crossing swords. <laughs> <laughs> Big pissy boy. Big pissy pants boys. <laughs> yeah, so the, the it's been a rough few months. <laughs> <laughs> the, inter- the internet is corrupt, dude. TikTok is corrupt. The internet is corrupt. These, these mommy milker memes need to stop. Yeah. I need them to end now, if you guys could. And if you don't know what we're talking about, just don't. Just continue to don't. You're probably on the right side of life. Ignorance is bliss right here. Ignorance to the internet is full-on bliss. So, continue being you. Yeah. Watch cable TV. Yes. Fox News. Whatever you gotta do to just be ignorant. Continue doing it. Please. (laughs) Please. Get your 
your Facebook notifications through your email. I'm done. <laughs> I'm so done. It navigates you to the and you're on a de- like a desktop, like one of the old Macs with the like you know the ones that had like the ball. I just, I just roasted my parents. Yeah, I'm gr- roasting my grandma right now. <laughs> Dude, Mac computers had style and still do. Like, remember the bubble one where it's the bubble that had the extension arm out and then the screen? Yep. And you turned it on with the one. There was, like, one button on that thing. And I was literally just, like, like, it's crazy to go from, like, a desktop that has, like, all these buttons that you know what they mean. And then there's just simplicity. Just one button now. Yeah. Boop. And you lose your shit. You're just, like, what do I do? Where do I do? Where do I plug? There's like three plugins. You're just the mouse. Like, the mouse too just has one click. Yeah. There's no left Dude. click or right click. It's just. Yeah. Nope. You're just. You're like clicking and like deleting things. No. Damn it. You like delete like <laughs> the email it's too desktop. Easy. What's going on? Like this was some ancient shit. I haven't used a Mac computer in a long time. But I remember they are so cool. They're slick. Yeah. But there's something about the grittiness of a PC that is uh, appealing. Yeah. That's facts. You can... There's a lot more you can do with it mm-hmm. that I haven't really <clears throat> dove into. It's just, like, much more suitable, I think, for... At least I know, for gaming and and mods. and Yeah, mods for sure. Different, like... I don't know. I would think that coding would be better on a on a PC. Yeah, it depends what you're doing. But you would know this. Uh, Chris does a lot of coding, or did? Yeah, just it's a AMA right now with Chris. Yeah, Chris, you code. Ask me anything. One zero one one zero one one. Come here real quick. <laughs> I got. Hydrate or something. Jeez, my mouth is drying quick. All right, well, give me a hot second. You know, one thing that um, there we go. One thing that I do need to uh, address while we we're talking about art is that David Cho show that we watched, bro. Like we yeah. didn't talk much about that. We just sat down. To bullshit like we normally do. Just sat down on the couch to just smoke weed, <laughs> watch something stupid. Yeah. And we turn on Cho Show. We see it's on. By the way, David Cho, shout out. Uh, Big shout we can out. talk more about him. I want to. He's a hero of mine. Probably one of my favorite artists next to Da Vinci. But this uh, this dude is. A super, super honest and seemingly experienced human being in life and art and 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 sin sinning is a big one. He's a big sinner. Sinning and addiction. Addiction. He's very honest about a lot of different things, and he's also an incredibly talented abstract artist, street artist, who's been on Vice doing things that have nothing to do with his art. 
like traveling across the United States just by hitchhiking, traveling across China, look up thumbs up, but back to the main point is his show, The Cho Show just came out, four episodes in which he just pretty much spills out his life with other famous individuals like Rain Wilson, porn stars, talking about real ass shit that goes on in life. Uh, real shit that went, yeah, Will Arnett's a good one. Real shit that went on I in like his life, um, his guest life, while he does art for them, normally of them. And he just hangs out with them for uh, quite some time and they talk about like really traumatic issues that I think it inspired me to want to do more of that on this show just and be that type of person who is super non-judgmental to where people can go to you about anything dude because you've done it you've seen it you've already been there you just you're just like yeah we're all fucking human type of shit yeah let's talk about what humans do I love that openness. It's like uh, Anthony Bourdain too. Same kind of vibe. Which is funny because just going and chilling with real people. Anthony Bourdain conversations was a mentor of his. Really? Yeah, you didn't know that. I I've heard of him talking about him, but I never. I don't recall the relationship. So the first time I ever saw David show was on Anthony Bourdain's show. Yeah, we can no, don't even pause it. Don't even pause it. We're gonna we're gonna just talk about this. What you just heard possibly was my cat just pissing on the floor. Pissing on the floor. Like a little piss boy. Alright, okay, we're back. Um, what you just heard is one of my cats pissing on the floor, which they've been doing for a couple months now, just randomly, out of nowhere. I've had these cats since 2012. They've never done anything like this. Um, they seem healthy. Nothing out of the usual. I don't know. I'll have to take him to the vet if this keeps going. I don't know what's going on, but it's both of them. They're rebelling. They're seeing we're in a new place. They hate this place. Yeah. They hate being trapped <laughs> inside. They see other cats outside and they're just like being territorial right now or something like that. And like one of my cats knocked over my TV yesterday night at about 4 a.m., 55 inch. Samsung smart TV destroyed obliterated like the screen doesn't work anymore oh it's shattered bro oh, God. it's shattered like it looks like you threw it off a roof it's God like damn. I don't understand how it got so busted I mean it hit a couple things going down but like bro, that shit shattered and um he knocked over another TV of mine. Like, shit's getting real. Anyways, cat troubles. Bullshit. Let's not talk about it anymore. <laughs> We're probably bumming people out. Let's get back to the Cho Show. Very meaningful. Very honest. Very real. 
you know what? Let's talk about the cats. Here's the thing. It's teaching me a lot, I think, about patience. Okay? But mostly about anger. With these animals? With these animals. Yeah. Like, when I woke up at 4 in the morning to a crash, and I just saw my TV just shattered like a static little TV it was, I was filled with anger. Filled with anger, bro. Like, more anger than I've probably felt in a very long time. So I just sat down. And I just like, literally sat there for probably like 20 minutes. Didn't move. I just looked at Bruce. He was fucking, he knew exactly what he did. He was hiding just in a little corner. Like, he was scared from the fall, probably, too. Because it was, it's a big-ass TV, bro. Yeah. Scared the shit out of him, I'm sure. But this fool knew that bad shit just happened. I'm, like, looking at him just like, can such a small little cute thing just be ruining my life like this like at one point after sitting there I just told him I was like you ruin everything you have broken so many of my things you ruin everything what else has you broken um just over time like he broke one of my xboxes my xbox one um, luckily I had a warranty on it, so it got replaced, but it's just oh. like a lot of very valuable items. He's just been just ignorant. Like a lot, many controllers, like he used to bite and like non wires and shit. So like oh, any wire on the ground was, you come home from school and it's just obliterated. So I've gone through this stuff with him before and like, he knocked over two TVs last night. So, I'm hoping during this, this might be a trial as far as like later years when I become a parent, I will remember this and I will go, I'm so lucky that I went through this with a cat before I went through it with kids. Because you know that a kid has zero zero cares in the world about your valuable items, especially like three and four years old, they will put a goddamn axe through your TV and not think twice about it. Throw your guitar across the room. (laughs) (laughs) No! Did that happen to you? No, not to me. One of my dad's guitars got broken by by one of my brothers. Like, Put it on the ground and just jumped on it or something. Yeah, it's just stupid. reckless. A nice guitar, just boom, gone. Because yeah. of a kid. Not caring at all. Yeah. But, like, one thing that I realized was, like, <clears throat> there's a perspective to where you have to remember that, like, these things just don't think like I do in any way, shape, or form. And, like, when my cat knocks over a TV, I don't think he understands that, like, 
that thing is very valuable to me. He knows I look at it all day, every day, <laughs> and yell at it with my controller in my hands, just staring at it, yelling. So maybe he had some. some <laughs> I need to destroy this. I need to destroy this. Uh, but you know, I think that is what I mainly wanted to get across by bringing this up. Is just the amount of shit after a few months of them just doing this shit. Not just breaking my shit, but you know, it's, it's stressful when your cat starts pissing and you're just like, all right, I need to make sure that this security deposit, this cat deposit, gets back to us. Yeah. And and like. You know, I've been able to luckily catch most of them. It's clean. Very it, right? early. It's and very like, clean. There's no smell when you come in. Like, I'm not gonna name any names, but like, remember that girl's house we used to go to, and it just stunk of fucking cat piss from the moment you stepped in. Little gated community. I don't know. I'm drawing a blank here. <laughs> <laughs> Two girls lived in this home. Oh, yep, yep. Okay. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Yep, okay. Bro, that's something that I just fear entirely. Just, <laughs> I hope to God I never bring a girl home and like my house just smells like that. Yeah. This, uh, it's just time to get a house, dude. Yeah. It's time to get a house, get away from apartment bullshit. Cats in the backyard. They gotta stretch their legs. Oh, well, something that I'm feeling right now definitely is the AC not working. That's something that I'm hating. This is the second day in a row it's broken. Yeah. Why? I mean, but that's that's something I'm happy about. We don't live in a house to where we have to hire another repairman to come out. Three hundred bucks just to come out for maintenance. Yeah. Well, if you if you're renting a house, it's the same. You just call the property management, and, and they oh, yeah. contract out yeah. somebody. Well, it's hot in here, boy. <coughs> it's starting to get sweaty in the pits. It's a hot boy. <laughs> yeah. So David Cho, great guy, bro. Uh, one of the best things about this show was the confrontation or like he he confronted a lot of things that went down with his mom that meant a lot to me like it it really like he loves his mom he loves his dad he spends all his time now taking care of them because they're old but like a lot of shitty shit happened in that family yeah and he's very resentful of a lot of it but He's moved, he's moved past a lot of it, too, just because of his honesty and ability to just bring it up with his parents. And he posted videos of him watching the show with his mom and, like, her crying and him crying and the, the story about them, like, reconciling a lot of shit, that trauma that happened. Wow. And, like, I don't know, it just makes you, when you see vulnerable people like that, you just want to be a little more vulnerable and realize that, relationships are much more impactful when people are honest not just yeah. hey how's it going i'm good oh good that show was really therapeutic yeah it just kind of showed like a really maybe seemingly chaotic way but a really healthy way to 
let it all out. Like this guy just went and just had a honest conversation with so many different people and got so many different perspectives where you can relate to it and kind of have the strength to go out and speak more like what you're saying, be more vulnerable. Yeah. Well, fucking speaking of being more vulnerable, I think that like one thing that we need to talk about is my recent breakup. Let's get a little vulnerable. Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) This has been a legacy. I swear to God, like when I'm with a girl or I'm pursuing women, it clouds my mind and I cannot pursue anything else. Let me get a beverage real quick. (laughs) This is a good good one. It, It clouds my mind and I cannot see past the world in which I could possibly live with this female I'm pursuing or have pursued already and I'm dating. It's torturous because in this relationship, one of the biggest things was that I love doing my art, I love doing podcasts, I love doing um, music and you know, I started to see that a lot of that stuff was not happening, and I, you know, I was resenting my partner for it, and she resenting me for not spending enough time. I don't want to go into, like, too many details, because it ended hot and heavy. It was not a fun experience, the way it ended. Yeah. And, uh, you know... I just think that, one, speaking of vulnerability, this needs to be talked about on my platform that I love. It's going to be. Talk about it. I know that you... Say what you got to say. You were very... Um, clued in on the entirety of the relationship I feel like whereas most people had no clue what was going on including my family my friends just I had this girl I was dating that nobody met and um, that always sucks yeah partially because I live far away from a lot of my friends that I've grown up with and still talk to but just me saying that like you were able to observe a lot of shit and you've said a lot of things that make a lot of sense especially now that it's over it's just blinding women are blinding sometimes just relationships not women relationships are blinding and pursuit of a partner yeah it's like two full time jobs it really is doing your art and then having a relationship and working and working <clears throat> and then you get free time and that person gets free time and you wanted to do something creative and then they want to spend time together and then there's conflict and yeah that's where resentment builds it's just you get to this age it's one of and those you, sparks. you live on your own and you have to work 
it's not like it's not like you can just be like, ooh, let's just take an eight hour shift off today. No. That's like you know that's like, you know, close to two hundred dollars. Yeah. Big no no. Before taxes. So it's just like we're not in a space to be able to do that. And like I think it's healthy. I think in the end everybody will be happier. But, you know, my main focus right now in life is the pursuit of my goals and dreams. And, you know, when you're with someone who you're just not sure about for a long time, you really just have to end things and move on because, you know, one of the biggest things that I, the best things I heard was that, like, people really need to learn how to just accept a good time and let it go before it gets stale and like there's I think there is someone out there for most people where you can just always be with them forever like you'll never really get tired of each other and that's the person you should probably marry and like you will get in fights and all that stuff but like in the end you guys will uh you guys will love each other, you know, but when you start becoming distant and growing and resenting each other, that's just hard because you start rejecting that feeling, telling yourself, oh, no, 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 this is good, this is a good thing, we're in a good place, don't ruin it, don't fuck this up like you fuck everything up, oh, you bastard, look at you fighting, getting, getting in little tussles, look at you, you unsupportive, unstable human, just, you just start collapsing on yourself after a while, after months of being in something like that, and you just eventually just, why am I even in this? You see a lot of that at church. With, with just older couples or what? Like younger couples, <clears throat> and like a couple years into their young relationship there's like a lot of problems yeah and they're still holding on because then all of a sudden they stop going to church because they got divorced bro there was um oh I hope I can articulate this well because this is such a weird section of the world and it is the Christian dating scene like you're talking about but I was watching 90 Day Fiance. All right. Because. Some trash television. Yeah, just so trash. Trash television. I grew up with sisters, and I feel like that is why this type of television appeals to me. Because, like, they were watching this shit all the time. And it's just one of those things you're the younger brother, you do not get the remote. So you just sit there and fucking watch it. It, you, You don't have anything else to do. And so, like, now. I watch these reality TVs that are just trash, and it's just somehow appealing. Anyways, there's this Christian couple, bro. This girl moves from Africa to to marry him. 90 days, they're dating, right? Within the last few, like, 30, 20 days, getting down to 15 days, all the dude, all the dude's friends, they're like Midwest um, type of 
Christian scene. I don't even know how to describe like it. Cracker Barrel. Cornfield, going to church, kind of like... Bible Belt. Yeah, Bible Belt. Very Bible Belt. <clears throat> um, and a lot of the dudes start going around the, the girl being like, Oh, you're going to have sex. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, what's it like? Oh, don't hey hey, you're gonna don't hey, you're gonna have sex with my friend. No, way. and that's the joke. No way to them. And like they're they're having these like they start having these ceremonies, where you know like friends are now able to speak, in front of large groups of family, and they're just. They just think sex, the word is the funniest thing, in the world. And the fact that their friend is going to finally have sex. And they're all just these virgins, bro. They think it's crazy. And I remember being in that position as a young 15, 16-year-old kid, still a virgin. Just all these virgin 25-year-olds around me. Just weirdos, bro. I've seen it. I've seen that energy. And you could see in this girl's face, she's just like, yikes. Stop talking about me and him having sex. Y'all need to stop. And the dude is just... <laughs> this is kind of funny. You see he's kind of embarrassed because he doesn't have any clue what he's about to do. Because in, in that type of upbringing, no one's telling you how to pleasure a woman because you know your Bible Belt dad has no clue what even a clitoris is. Or where to find a labia. They have no clue what is going on down there. They just... Uh, <laughs> they just like have a seizure. Pump and dump. So nasty. Yeah, and so they're not pump teaching their... They're not teaching any refined samurai skills in the arts of... You know yeah. what I'm saying. Let's, like, let's just... Let's just know that to be true. And so... What all of these girls are telling this poor girl who moved from Africa, where her experience with men probably would have been much better, I'm sure, than this doo-doo-ass town she moved to. Uh, They're telling her, like, listen, first time you have sex with him, and most times following, it's going to be awful. You're going to hate it. He's going to come really fast. And you just need to be prepared for this. Cause Wait, who are these people telling her this? It's like his his family. Like his family and friends and like girlfriends of his friends type thing, you know? And so like they're all the bridesmaids. Yeah. All these people who are with her. Who she doesn't know barely, by the way. Only for 90 days. And, and they're prob- telling her that the sex is going to be really bad for a long time. Yeah, because that's the what happens in those relationships, bro. These Christian relationships. Like, you can go around and just see the disappointment on the women's faces. Oh, jeez. And, like, that's what you're talking about is, like, these weird relationships that go on in these churches to where, like, they get married and it's everything, oh, the Bible told us it's going to be so magical. And then they have the first night together and the dude literally comes and, like, 
14 seconds because he's never touched a girl or himself possibly ever before. And he's just... And done for the night. And the girl is left wondering, why did I wait for that? (laughs) I'm sure that's the first thought that goes into most girls' head in that situation. Why did I wait for that? Oh, yeah. That's what I would think. You see a lot of cringe going on at church. Big time. Big time. Like a year into their marriage... That you see them together, it's just like, oh god, no. They already have one kid, and she's pregnant again, every time. Yeah, he's just going for it. He's just locking her in. Yeah. Snakes. <laughs> Some men are snakes. They yeah. Do that, especially snakes at church. Yeah, I had a f- um, this youth pastor one time who, he, you know, you have your. Your normal youth group nights, but then there's some nights where everybody gets around and start having testimonies about who you once were and how much better you are now. Start having testimonies. Testimonies, bro. I'm so much better. Testify. And so, one of the my new youth pastor's testimonies was. You know, uh, one time I, uh, you know, he was like actually a cool guy, but this was such a douchey thing. He, he was like, one time I, you know, when I was a younger 18, 19 year old kid, I started to realize that a lot of the Christian girls were extremely attracted to a guy who was really for the Lord and that that was appealing sexually two girls and I started pursuing girls just in the the um, just in the intention of dating or impressing and pretty much peacocking showing his feathers as to how great of a man he was and that that was a strong testimony to me because I realized, one, that's what most Christian guys do. The manipulative like that? They're there a lot of the time. Not Christian guys. Single Christian guys who are going to church. A lot of the dudes that I hung out with in youth group and a lot of the older dudes, they were all pursuing girls there at any given moment. Like, you know, there was always drama and like this dude was trying to get with this girl and they're all, you're going to youth group because it's a big like l- yeah. a little or high school type thing. Like, right. <clears throat> little dating pool. Oh, it's such a weird world to get trapped into. So awkward too. So awkward. The, I remember. The people that volunteer to do that, weirdos. Being an adult now, mm-hmm. thinking about them. The people that, like, would run the youth groups, you yeah. know? Like, the older teenagers. Yeah. Or, like, the 24-year-olds. They just have nothing better to do. Yeah. Or they're, like, teachers so pets. condemned by something in their life. I remember there was a couple of dudes like that. Like, there was this dude who, who was literally, like, if you hung out with him, 
I wouldn't even need to say anything, bro. You would just look at me and be like, bro, this guy is Bert Kreisinger. <laughs> That's his name, right? Bert, Bert Kreischer. Kreischer. Bert Kreischer, the comedian, Joe Rogan's enemy slash friend. Buddy guy. <laughs> but pal. Anyways, this dude is uh, very much like Bert Kreischer and had a life that seemed to be like Bert Kreischer for a little bit, just... Partying all the time and stuff? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, but as much as you could party as like a, you know, just a normal dude, not like a comedian. <laughs> Famous with money. Yeah. But um, he got his he got his life turned around and like, it just like seemed, by the way, he married one of the girls who was going to the youth group there. It, it, oh my God. And it just seemed, you know, it just seemed like there were so many alternate intentions with so many people there and like this dude got married to you know one of the girls at the youth group and they um I remember just be driving with one of my friends in the car and she just gets her phone spammed by these people and she's just like um she's just like I need to call them I need to help them and I'm like why and she says they're, they're, they want to have sex. So they were fiance, they were already fiance, like, they were engaged, like, they had, they had this all figured out, they were about to get married soon, and they just could not wait. And they, experiencing temptations. They were experiencing temptations, and they reached out to one of their peers to help them and guide them through their horniness, bro. I'm sick of it. I'm (laughs) sick of it. Sick of it. Me too. I don't need to hear that. I don't need to know that for the rest of my life that you were horny on this night, and you Sexual reached out to your, my man. Bro, it's just damaging. You get a lot of these dudes. They get into bed and they cannot even get hard, bro. They're so nervous and so scared, bro. And like, I know a family that was broken because of that reason. The wife no longer wanted to be with him. Because he could not have sex with her. Why? Because he was so damaged from his his past church experiences. He was told, people are told, including myself, that you do not have sex unless you are married. And if you do, you go to hell. And let's spill out that, let's spill out that reality of hell your whole life and just let you just cook on that and just, you know. I, luckily, like, I was just a horny bastard and like, but there was, I'm sure a lot of people who had a lot of troubles, you know, in that area. It's fucking damaging, bro. Yeah, it is. Like, like I said before, they do not teach you anything. So you have to learn it yourself. And I think that was the main issue with me was that I was too curious, too ambitious to figure this stuff out. And so you rely on the internet, bro. And like, kids have no chance anymore. Everyone's going to be addicted to pornography in 10 years. Like, kids have no chance. No chance in the world to fend it. No, nobody's giving them armor and they're about to fucking face... They're a knight about to face a battleship. 
that is the porn industry. Just a, just a, just a, you know, a 15th century knight. Why not just make it normal not to give them a cell phone until they're older? That will never be normal. Do you see the world heading in that direction? <laughs> of not giving your kids... Bro, they give them pads now. <laughs> they have... My brother has three iPads. Yeah. Well, my kids have one. So they can play <clears throat> video games. It's cool. Play Minecraft, Roblox... Listen, I'm not here to damage anything, but I will tell you that one day, one of these days, inevitably, your kids and every other kid in this world will get curious and oh, use a device. And I'm telling you, these kids are hopeless. You, I'm sure, knowing this, will be able to raise them differently. In, in a much more, like, understanding way. And maybe, maybe that's how it'll go, but, like, as far as uh, right now, every girl, especially after COVID, like, every girl I went to high school with has an OnlyFans now. Like, everyone's mom is going to have an OnlyFans in 10 years, like, Everyone's going to be able to see everything of everyone's business in 10 years, dude. Like, easily. Probably five. Like, little Timmy's going to be running on the play yard just, Hey, I saw your mom's tits on the internet last night. You can just easily just go Google that shit. It's not... It's not going to be a pretty world. No. There's consequences. That's why you got to go live in a remote area. That's not the answer, bro. <laughs> yeah, just make your make your art and sell it. Go to farmers markets. Be a hippie. Disconnect. It's gonna be all right. Am I wrong though? Are not, children not, really. not like screwed with this whole porn shit? There's no chance. You're curious. Yeah, it's so accessible. You're curious. You just Google it, and yeah. it's right there. And like with VR, bro, it's over. VR is just gonna get better and better and better. It's over, dude. It's like when in Rick and Morty when Morty has that sex robot. <laughs> Go on. He's just in his room all day. With it. <laughs> yeah, just, bro. They just hear boom. It's just broken. <laughs> It breaks your brain. Yeah, you just turn into a lab rat. Just <laughs> no longer hitting the pedal. Yeah. Oh. Porn's tricky, bro. You gotta get past it. <clears throat> just get past it. Like it's a tree on a path. <laughs> just walk past it. No, don't let it own your life. Yeah. Be healthy with it. So you think that porn is somewhat good? I, I think more so just don't be guilty when you look at it. Just understand that it was a momentary need of yours. Unless you're addicted to it and you're just looking at it all the time. Yeah. You got a problem. That shit is... Speaking of Christian movies, 
Did you ever see that Christian movie of that, like, it's the basis of this movie? You know, you know those shitty Christian movies they came oh, out yeah. with in theaters? They'd be out for, like, two days in the theaters. Yep. And and everyone would be, they'd be out and on your a church set. is just squirting over it. Yeah, they, they would, like, get... It's gonna youth. be at the <laughs> theater on Greenback Lane for two days. Yeah. The whole church is going. The whole church is going. <laughs> big milky mommy tits, just so excited. <laughs> just flopping around, just oh. so excited to go so see this movie. See it. And like everyone <laughs> leaves and they're all everyone's all teary eyed and just the car is silent until halfway through the ride home. Then someone breaks the silence with some bullshit about how this movie just blew them away. Anyways, one of the movies that they came out with was, it's like some, I don't even know what it's called, but it's about a firefighter who's a, heavily addicted to porn and lives with a wife who just like knows and just is like, Ugh. oh, you're on the computer again all the time. And they're not a Christian couple, so it's okay for him. He just does it all the time. He doesn't care. But I think he goes through some crazy thing, like, while he's a firefighter. He, like, falls through a roof or something and goes, you know what? I need to change my life. And he reaches out to one of his firefighter buddies who's been planting seeds in him, as they say. Christian seeds being, Uh being shoved deep inside him. They, <laughs> he reaches out to his Christian cedar and he tells him of his porn addiction and he throws his computer out that day. And his wife is going to leave him and, you know, in the, in the hour that this movie goes on, he fixes his porn addiction by throwing his computer out and going, no, no more. And then everyone fucking lives happily ever after because he doesn't watch porn anymore. This was in theaters, bro. For many days. I think I was told about this movie. Made <laughs> with like a $30 budget, bro. It's always the Hallmark Channel actors. Yeah. What was that like movie, the almost, Courage? The Almost Handsome Guys. Mm-hmm. The Almost Pretty Girls. <laughs> like... <laughs> Oh, it's a plain world. Like, they recruited the actors from these mega churches, and it's just that one dude at the mega church who's, like, very flamboyantly gay and, like, oh, he would be great for this role. We've funded 25% of this movie. Let's put him in. You yeah, know that's church fundraisers. Church fundraisers, bro. We're going to have a collection today. <laughs> we are roasting... The church is so hard right now, bro. Yeah. We Can we have off. a pee break real quick? A pee break? Yeah. I guess so. Let's go. Alright, pee break over. Uh, well, we were talking about anxiety at one point. I don't remember when. But, let's talk about it. Because it's been we were talking about overwhelming my life. We were talking about it before the podcast, before we started we? recording. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, first of all, I've been feeling more anxiety in my life than I've ever felt 
before. Second of all, though, I've been handling my anxiety, I think, better than I've ever handled it before. I think when you just have your back against a wall, in a way, you react with less options in your mind, more clarity. You're able to direct your energy a little better. Maybe that's why I shed it off the relationship that I just did, is that it was just a beginning to be a lot of anxiety, or uh, the source of a lot of anxiety in my life. And I know you've been struggling with it too, but it's, um, as far as my shit goes, it's been, it's been heavy, heavy doses. Yeah, all time high. I feel like the pandemic didn't help at all, being inside a lot. Yeah. I just never thought that this was how my life would be. Like, I don't know if anybody is on the same page, but there's a certain vibe that the world had before the pandemic that was has not been reestablished. People were living their lives with goals that were set in stone and then COVID came along and fucked everybody's fucking shit up hard yeah. and fast <clears throat> and now everyone's goals are in the dirt people who are going to college are now living with their parents people who are living with their parents are now going to college people who were poor are now rich people who were rich are now poor based off of you know you know like whether you got government aid or not, whether you um, took advantage of different things that were offered to you, like, this world has now flipped in a very odd way. And um, it just feels like... It just feels like... Uh, if there ever was any sort of new world order now's the time where it has been initiated and we are living in a very different world than we did before. Big time. Causing me a lot of anxiety as far as like my goals and where I want to be in life. I know that like in my mind, I always kept in the back of my mind like I'm still young can always resort to the military and everybody will be still be proud of me no matter what but now in my brain I go you know I'm not you know against anyone in the military I'm not against the military per se but like participating in conflicts is not something that I think my brain will be able to handle anymore yeah maybe at a young age yes but it would be too traumatic. There's just no reason for me to... You're still young enough to go in. Yeah, I still have many years. I think 32 is the cutoff. Yeah. Seven I'm years. Too old. Huh? I'm too old. Yeah. But, you know, maybe when I'm 31, I'll decide to go in. <laughs> like the dude in American Sniper. American but, Sniper? Yeah. He did that? Yeah, he was old as shit, like, very old. But, 
yeah, I always felt like I had these backups. But what's great is that like now we we had a lot of time and we had a lot of extra motivation based off of what was going on during COVID and what we tried to achieve during COVID by moving out and like starting up different projects is that we now have this music thing going and we now have this art thing going to where we're dialed in. Like we know what we want out of this shit and we're just now pursuing our goals and chipping away at it. Which brings more anxiety to the table. Because oh now God. you have pressure. It's not. It's no longer just, let's do this for fun. Because <clears throat> you have goals. And if you don't have goals, then you're going to fail. And you have to have a plan, too. Yeah. And it's, I'm not saying that you need to be some strict motherfucker and do everything step by step and if you deter from your path you are losing that's not what I'm saying it's just easy like is it easy to see if you have no direction in life or in any projects you're not gonna know what you're doing you're not gonna get it done and um, just winging it doesn't always work out and so I feel like that builds a lot of pressure when you start projects it's just seems like nothing's ever enough yeah you know, you couldn't believe somebody, at first, like, a few followers were listening to your podcast or looking at your art or commenting on your stuff. You're just like, whoa, this is crazy. You know, 50 followers later, you're trying to get to 100, 100 followers later, 200, and then it gets up to millions with certain people's goals, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> trying to get that golden YouTube play button type shit. Why not go for it? I mean, not me, but people in pursuit of goals like that, you know? Yeah. They all started out with 10 followers at one point. That's our, like, our next uh, goal is getting into video. Yeah. I'm hoping to get into... One, find somebody who can film. If you're listening to this and you are able to film... Hit us up, Hit, you know, Instagram, Tom and Tofa. Um, but yeah, just trying to find someone who can film anything from skits to sketches to scooches to scotches, bro. Like, we need it. But also, we got that set up on Discord and Twitch now to where we can. I don't know about Twitch actually, but we're trying to get on Twitch, definitely on Discord. Um, we've set it up to where we can discord with some of our friends that don't live near us and have them on the on the pod it's gonna be lit can you twitch stream your discord chat um, I'm sure probably kill your internet I don't know, because you can use um, just OBS Studio to record your screen, whatever you're doing on your screen is being recorded and being sent live to Twitch. 
so you can through OBS stream your Discord. Bada bing, bada boom. Got it figured some, out. Some techie stuff. Yeah. Got to look into. But you know, soon to come, we got some new stuff coming in. Closer than ever. I'm really excited about getting a nice looking studio up in here and something we took a few hours to try and figure out is the lighting and the look of you know different tapestries and setting stuff up so it can be beautiful for you guys anyways I think this is uh this has been a fun ass little podcast yeah can wrap it up here hit us up on facebook instagram twitter at tom and Topher. tell us how you like the episode soon to be on instagram twitch you know we should i think we did start a discord you guys can join our discord soon yeah <coughs> and uh that'd be cool to get into that too yeah and just talk to you guys ask questions all that stuff get a little fan base going on there But we love you guys. God bless you guys. Hit us up. Let us know how you like the episode. We'll get streaming a lot more than uh, we have been lately. Because I'm sick of just sitting on our ass. And I got nothing but time now. I ain't got no distractions. Hell yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) Uh, But we love you. God bless you. Angels watch over you all night long. Amen. Amen.